1: The sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America on vSEN, the sports betting network.
0: VEASAN is the middle of 56 hours of free video coverage on VEASAN.com. Coming up tomorrow, we're going to have every angle and analysis of the big game covered for you, starting with Point Spread Sunday, then the Lombardi line, followed by an exclusive one-on-one interview with Brent Musburger and legendary sports bettor Billy Walters. This exclusive one-hour interview is only on VEASAN. Then we've got you covered all the way up to kick up with our free game coverage. During the game, we're going to have our bet cast. It's going to tell you what props are cashing during the game, as well as helping make teams game wagers for you. The Sports Betting Network is completely free all weekend long at VEASAN.com. It is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. Wes is at Mandalay Bay. I am here at Circus Sportsbook. And, Wes, you know, we like to laugh on this show as best we can. When you have Eric Griffin on the program, it's hard not to laugh. Follow him on Twitter as I do. At Eric Griffin, you know him from Workaholics. I'm dying up, up here. Mike and Dave need wedding dates, murder mystery, and more. The host of the Griffin with Griffin podcast on Twitch at Eric Griffin Gaming. The man does it all, Wes, is what I'm trying to say. And, Eric, as an L.A. guy, and thanks for joining us here Betting Across America You're in Mizzou for Super Bowl Sunday weekend. you got some comedy shows. But what is it like for L.A.? Do they need the Rams in the Super Bowl to get hyped for it? Or would the town be okay either way?
2: Well, I mean, the town – and first of all, thanks for having me, guys. Um, What a town was fine for, what, 25 years? (laughs) How long? You know what I mean? Right. (laughs) So – I mean, I think you already know the answer to that question. It's like <laughs> so now the Rams have the Rams have been in the Super Bowl, excuse me, the Super Bowl twice now in what four years or so, whatever it is like that. Right, so, and then and now we're starting to be like, okay, Rams, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like we 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 need two Super Bowl appearances to uh, make us feel like okay, now we can start supporting this team.
1: Is that just the nature of L.A. though, Eric? You mentioned, you know, look, the professional football team in Los Angeles for a long time was the USC Trojans, basically, and got used to not yeah. having the NFL. We know both the NBA teams are struggling. Lakers have obviously been a disappointment. Uh, you know, have the Dodgers, of course, who are up to their winning ways. But is that just the nature of that town? It's kind of like here today, gone tomorrow. If you're winning, everybody's down with you. If you're not, it's like, uh, oh, we have a team.
2: Well, I think that the nature of Los Angeles in particular and maybe California is that, uh, you know, a lot of people that live there are not from there. So there really isn't right. like a fan base of people that are like, oh, we're L.A. people. <laughs> you know, it's, it, that's not that's not the thing. That's why they support the college teams or the Raiders. Or they follow the Raiders. You know what I mean? All the teams that have left and you know come and gone. But it's just one of those kind of cities that. You know, it's not really a fan base of people that live there. There's people from other places. What they should do is just have the Super Bowl in L.A. every year. And then all those people would come to L.A. because everybody wants to come to L.A.
0: It doesn't seem like anybody's complaining about the weather, certainly in L.A. for the Super Bowl, Eric. And, and again, it is interesting. If you do stand up in L.A., okay, as an L.A. native, are there taboo sports jokes that you just can't go there with the audience? What would really put them on edge?
2: Well, I mean, any reference to Kobe Bryant at this point would be like, that would put people on edge, but you know, not, but not really. I mean, it's like, you know, it, it is what it is. Everybody knows the deal. I mean, like I said, we didn't have a football team for so long. It's like when the Lakers are good, the Laker fans come out as if the Lakers have been good for, you know, the last 10 years. You know, it, it, that's just how the nature of sports fans, you know, the Dodgers, like, you know, you can talk about the Dodgers, you can talk about anyone because it's all the same. It's like when they're doing good, everybody supports, when they're doing bad, everybody's gone. So, like, you know, talking about those kinds of things are always the, that's, that's always the fun stuff because LA is such a weird place. <laughs>
1: Eric, I, I know you're not in L.A. this weekend because you're on the road doing comedy. Of course, in Springfield, Missouri, you're going to be at the Loyola Comedy Store, I believe, next week. Uh, how has it been just kind of being back on the road? Because I know in comedy with COVID, you know, you weren't on the road very often. But just, just to be back on the road and surrounded by people, how has that been for you just getting readjusted to kind of what, whatever is the new normal nowadays?
2: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing too. The new normal keeps changing. You know, I kind of feel right. like, you know what it feels like? Remember, it feels like when we were in high school and like your friend's parents went out of town and your friend had a party <laughs> and you just, you know, and then your parents bust back in cause they came home early. That's COVID. You know what I mean? Like we're waiting for, we're waiting for like COVID to bust back in and shut us down again. But you know, it does feel good to be out with people and then doing what I do. I, I didn't think I really didn't think anything could stop the entertainment business, and mm-hmm. here we are. So I don't know, mm-hmm. but I'm actually so I have shows tonight, but I'm actually going to Vegas tomorrow. I like I, I always go to Vegas for the Super Bowl, so I'm interested to hear. Uh, you know, I'm gonna be listening to you guys to find out what prop bets I should make, and because I still don't know who I want in this game yet. Wait,
0: Eric, you 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 can't say that. And by the way, that's breaking news here, Wes. That Eric's gonna be right here in Las Vegas tomorrow for the big game. But that's the thing, Eric. Like you can't go against the Rams, right? Or is it like, you know, if you're a Cleveland fan, you beat your chest, like you're a Browns guy or a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Do people do that in LA? Do they beat their chest about the Rams? Well,
2: no. I don't think they do. But (laughs) here's the thing, though. Betting is like fantasy sports. You can support a team, but you still might want the kicker on your, your enemy team to, like, you know, make five field goals. Cause you got them on your team. It just is what it is. Like, yes, I might want the Rams to win, but like, is that the bet? You know, right, I don't know. Right. I don't know yet. I don't know if you could bet against Joe Burrow. I just don't Ooh. know. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's hard. It's hard to say. It's hard to say. I mean, cause in every step of the way, he was not supposed to win these games and you could point to a lot of things like, well, Ryan Tannehill threw three interceptions, uh, you know, uh, you know, they beat the Raiders. They beat, And then, you know, Kansas City, that, that game, you know, did Kansas City have a letdown? It's hard to tell. Or was it just Joe Burrow and how he's changed the culture of that team? It's hard to tell. So I'm, I wouldn't be surprised either way. You know, I wouldn't be surprised either way who went. And by the way, Matthew Stafford almost threw an interception that would have ended that game. Yes. So in a way, you know, in a way, they're lucky even to be here. They didn't dominate the 49ers. No. I was at the game. I was at the game. And I was like, uh-oh, are we not going to win this game? And then you know it just it just happens. So you know they could have another game like that with uh, with with Cincinnati. So I just don't know who I'm I'm going for yet.
1: Dave, uh, Eric briefly mentioned their fantasy sports, which is why I'm glad fantasy football season is over for Super Bowl 56, because being a fantasy player, because I used to be a fantasy player, but it, Eric, it almost like conflicts with your sports betting because it's like, oh yeah, my receiver, you know, scored this touchdown, but by the way, I had the under in this game. (laughs) So it's just a double whammy. So do you tend to be more on the betting side or more on the fantasy side getting involved with this?
2: But here's the thing, though: if you're in a true fantasy league, you're still betting. You know, like if you're, right? Like if you're in one of these leagues where the buy-in is five hundred dollars, you're betting. That's betting. You know, so you have to decide: like, do I want to bet on this one game right now, or do I want to think the long haul of winning my league or placing in my league because you get money that way? I mean, it's the whole like. I think sports gambling is like. It, it it does something to the psyche of like how you watch sports. It's a, I, I remember doing a par. I was in Vegas one time and I did like a three game parlay in, in the NBA and it was like, and I, I was a wreck all day watching these games. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was just, I was like, I can't do this again. I can, because it's like, you don't know. What are you, what are you rooting for? Right. You know, it's, it, You know, it's like, especially if it's like a point spread and that you're rooting for that, you know, it's just so like you either have to root for the gambling or root for your team, but you can't do both unless you can do both. In my opinion, you can't, unless it's a straight up bet, you can't have an over, you can't have an over or under or, or, or a point spread going on. You just have to be straight up. I want the Rams or I want Cincinnati and then you can enjoy the game. But if I say, if I'm going for Cincinnati in the under, you, you know what I mean? Yep. <laughs> and it, and it's like I'm rooting against
0: everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Talking with actor comedian, Eric Griffin, of course, the host of the Griffin with Griffin podcast. Uh, and Eric, very quickly, if we injected all of the LA residents with truth serum and said, which team would they identify the most with? Would it be the Rams, the Chargers, or our Las Vegas Raiders?
2: Ooh, that's, that's a tough one. You know, it depends on the, uh, what part of town you're going to. Ah. Uh, and I, and I feel like the, the people that support the Dodgers, I think if you went East LA, South central, I think everybody would be like, I think we still like the Raiders. You know, I don't think, but at the same time though, you know, the Rams, I think people are still bitter at the Rams that they left to go win a super bowl. You know, Mm -hmm. like they they left and then right when they left, they, they, they had those tremendous teams. And so we kind of had left a bad taste in our mouth, so I don't think it would be the Rams at all. But I think the real L.A. team is whoever's winning. That would be the team people would identify with.
1: Dave, we've mentioned uh, Eric's... uh shows and all the comedy shows he's doing all over the country but eric is also going to be in a movie here that is going to come out later this year and we we actually didn't know if it was titled yet because oftentimes they shoot this and they don't title it it is called mr mr russo and ray romano of everybody loves raymond steps behind the camera also to direct and uh, eric it looks like this is going to be showing at sundance in a few weeks tell us briefly about this film
2: um, it's, uh, you know what? I don't even know if that's going to be the title. I think it's, I think the title is something like, I think it's like somewhere in Queens. It's Queens. <laughs> okay. his name. I know that Queens is, so look out for that, but you know, it's Ray Romano's directorial debut. He wrote this film with his writing partner. And, um, just, I got to tell you, man, Ray Romano is a fantastic actor. Like I was just sitting there watching the scenes. Cause I play, I play this wedding. I play a DJ in the, in the movie where I'm like at weddings and bar mitzvahs and <laughs> you know, I, uh, you know, I, that, that's the character I play. So they always at parties in this movie and I'm always there as the DJ. So it's, um, and, and just watching him do his thing. And it was, it was, it was really a great experience. So I hope that, uh, I hope people go out and watch it. Uh, it, 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 I I would not be surprised if he gets nominated for something, directing, (laughs) acting, because he really did a fantastic job, and it was really fun to make.
0: Uh, Eric, we got to wrap it up. Really appreciate your time, though. And, again, follow him on Twitter, at Eric Griffin. Check him out at the Ajoya Comedy Store, February 14th. Uh, Eric, enjoy the Super Bowl, and I guess go Rams, right?
2: Oh, yeah, but I might be going 50 in the under. Because I feel like for them to win, it has to be a defensive battle. And I think that they they might do it. So I'm not sure yet.
0: <laughs> You're a very smart man. There he is, Eric Griffin. Come on back in his V C These Sports Betting Network. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. And this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans...
1: This is betting across America on VSIN, the sports betting network.
0: Coming up tomorrow, Billy Walters, the Michael Jordan of sports betting, sits down with VEASAN for only his second interview ever. His first 60 minutes, and now he joins legendary broadcaster Brent Musburger for an in-depth conversation discussing the current state of sports betting, advice to gamblers based on his life as a sports bettor, as well as his upcoming memoirs. This exclusive interview is only available on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Then watch the complete interview tomorrow at noon Eastern, only on VEASAN.com. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. He is at Mandalay Bay. I am here at Circus Sportsbook. And uh, Wes, it's great. The guests we've already had, uh, obviously, uh, having some fun there uh, in the last segment. But I do want to go back to your conversation that you had with Mike Peranio, the Sportsbook manager there at Mandalay Bay. And, you know, jokingly, we talked about Evan McPherson and how there is a liability of some sorts. To Evan McPherson, he's been getting a lot of buzz, and you know I got him for a very small amount at 125 to one, down to 100 to one. We've seen even some other books lower him uh, for liability's sake below that threshold. There, look, McPherson, we know how hard it is to be an MVP. Adam Vinatieri did not win MVP, right? Right. So you think of that, Wes. But I do want you to hear from McPherson and what and who he aspires to be like. Take a listen.
1: No, Adam's definitely a guy that I've looked up to and, and watched a lot of videos on
0: um, growing up as a kid and shoot, I mean, still today, I, I love to watch, you know, his run with the Patriots when, you know, he's kicking game winners um, in the Super Bowl and, you know, I think every, that's every kid's dream is to kind of kick the game winning field goal in the Super Bowl. And so he, he's definitely um, meant a lot to me and in my career. So there it is from a six-round uh, rookie out of Florida looking up to what Adam Vinatieri did and, and not shying away from the moment, right, Wes? He's like, hey, I saw what, – that's what every kicker dreams of. We want the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Like, y- you hate to say the Scott Norwoods, for those old enough to remember that for the Buffalo Bills, he had the opportunity, didn't come through, Vinatieri did, but yet still didn't win MVP. Is it because of the Vinatieri – Never winning it, that people look at McPherson and say, I don't care how good you are in this game, it's still really going to be hard to find that pathway to win the MVP.
1: Well, you certainly got to consider that that's part of it, being that Vinny had made two Super Bowl-winning kicks and likely will be in Canton, Ohio someday. Not a lot of kickers in Canton, no. Ohio for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Uh, so likely at some point he is going to be enshrined there in Canton. So, yeah, that's why I think that, that you don't see it. And, look, we had a low-scoring game, I, uh, you know, when it was 13-3, uh, a couple years ago, with the Patriots and the Rams, and uh, I believe Guskowski was the kicker at the time for New England, and he didn't win MVP even though he had most of the points for the Patriots right. in that game. So, so that's why I, you know, I understand a little bit of the love for McPherson, uh, yeah, especially you know the over on the points because mm-hmm. we know that this guy can make absolute bombs. Uh, you know, one of the better kickers in the league. Uh, you know, this side of Justin Tucker, who I think is considered the best for the Baltimore Ravens but this is a guy that Zach Taylor absolutely has complete trust in to put out there and I think Matt Gay has the same trust from Sean McVay as well so that's why you see these kicker props so high and the fact that both of these coaches look very similar even though this is Zach Taylor's first Super Bowl Sean McVay's second time around here in the big game but they coached on the same staff Zach Taylor was once an assistant for Sean McVay so pretty similar philosophies just in terms of the the overall management of the game. And what we have seen is we've seen them, you know, send the kickers out when everybody's saying, go for it, go for it, mm. go for it here. And he sends the kickers out. And and these guys, I think, have very similar philosophy. So that's why I think that you've seen both these kicking props get support in the market.
0: And again, I am supporting Evan McPherson for the over seven and a half. Did get that at minus 115. Really has not budged in, in the last week and a half, which surprises me a little bit there. So let's see how that plays out. And of course, Matt Gay, another good kicker for the Rams. But we saw a couple weeks ago. Looked like came up a little bit short in that one kick at Tampa Bay. There was like a, a leg issue there. Looks like that's all been corrected. So I don't think there's any concerns for Matt Gay in this one. If you're really backing those kicking props, and I know that a lot of people are. To your point, Wes, expecting these conservative coaches sometimes inside the red zone to turn it over to their reliable kickers. Let's look at some other game props that we see out there on Super Sunday. And one that's very interesting, again, if you've been watching these playoffs, and who hasn't by the ratings? They've been through the roof here. Will the game go to overtime? If we're expecting a close game here, the yes is plus 800. The no, of course, overwhelmingly minus 1,600. Safety, I know a lot of people like to bet that one, minus 2,000 to the no. Yes, plus 750. You see, that? that, will there be a punt return? My goodness, 10-1 to for a touchdown there. The sacks is an interesting prop there. If you think we're going to get defense dominating over, you can get plus money, plus 100 there for over five and a half combined sacks Uh, for the most sacks, which team's going to get that heavily favored, of course, to Aaron Donald in that D-line of the Rams, the winning margin. So you can get some alternate spreads there. Method of victory as well, if you think it is in regulation or possibly in overtime. And the last one really catches my eye, the MVP by position, because we know that quarterback Wes is always going to get the majority of the sport at minus 275 but you do see sometimes other sides sneak in wide receiver plus 300 running back at 10 to one hadn't happened in a long time. Defensive player plus 900 tight end. We talked about that at the top of the show, the best tight ends possibly one's going to be out in Tyler Higbee and CJ Uzama looks like he might be limited. So I don't know if I like that prop at 28 to one. Is there anyone on the board here that jumps out to you for any pure value?
1: You know, uh, I could see the receiver getting a little bit of support here, and you're right, the quarterbacks are always the top two, and Matthew Stafford, look, I've seen him even money to win the MVP, that maybe, you know, this is a guy, if they win, even if he just has kind of like an okay middle-of-the-road game, that this is going to be kind of a lifetime achievement award deal, and that's certainly priced in the market uh, a little bit better than even money right now at BetMGM, so that's why you always see that. The receivers, of course, make sense, if it's a Cooper, if it's a Chase, if it's a T Higgins or somebody like that, we've seen the tight ends drift with the injuries, as you mentioned with both, because I often think of a position, maybe that's going to be the value, but but, you know, you don't also have a star tight end in this game. You don't have a Gronk, you don't have a Travis Kelsey or anything like that. So that's why that's probably not a prop. I'm going to bet. I think it's obviously biased to the quarterbacks and rightfully so. But going back to the first ones that you mentioned, Mm -hmm. because you often see this, for the Super Bowl. It's not necessarily a big exposure for a lot of books. Now, exposure varies from book to book, so some might be more exposed on these than others, but these are those typical props. Will the game go to OT? Will there be a safety, punt return, TD, what have you? Where bettors especially you know bettors that are not regular bettors they want to bet a little to win a lot right so that's what they do so you're never going to see a lot of tickets necessarily on no on the safety because it's like do you want to lay two thousand dollars to win one hundred dollars No. and most people do not you know you might have some sharp guys that got hundreds of thousands of dollars in their bankroll and maybe even seven figures in terms of their betting bankrolls yeah they'll be willing to do that but the average bettor is not going to do that so that's why you always see the safety get bet at eight to one. I remember; uh, I think it was the Seattle Denver game a few years ago, but that was you know really super long odds, and you've never seen them since, and you never will because there's always that one time, you know, like that. Uh, what what was it? The the little Giants movie was like one time, one time, one you time. know, where, where they're going to score. So uh, and that's why you see the OT get bet, the punt return TV, a lot of these fun props because betters are like, okay, I'll bet. 50. Fifty bucks, you know, to win four hundred or something like that, or to win five hundred, whatever the odds are. So bet a little to win a lot. You see a lot of those fun props, and it's always going to be the plus money. It's always going to be the yes that draws the tickets.
0: No question about it. If you had the safety in that game between the uh, Broncos and the Seahawks, easiest one of all time. First play of the game uh, after the kickoff, Peyton Manning can't hear the snap count. Goes over his head in for uh, for a safety there, so that cash. You know we saw the Super Bowl MVPs, and I got this question, Wes, and I wanted to run it by you yesterday. Joe Burrow is plus two twenty five, right? And I, so the question was posed to me: Why not just take Joe Burrow MVP instead of Bengals money line, where you get better mm-hmm. numbers? Because in theory, even though I have a small ticket here on Evan McPherson to get MVP, and yeah, Jamar Chase could get it, maybe Hendrickson if he has a huge sack day, what have you. Joe Mixon, but really, it feels like it's Burrow or Bust if they win the game. Right. Do you understand that rationale of saying, yeah, you know what? Just take Burrow at plus 225.
1: No, I certainly do. And and I, I do think, and that's why we talked about the fact, what was that, minus 275 if you're going MVP by position. Right. Look, Joe Burrow is the star of this team, and, and he's a young star, and he's a fresh face, and he's got some charisma. You know, people calling him Broadway Joe, uh, <laughs> you know, like that guy in New York, one of the most famous NFL players of all time named Namath. So I don't know, maybe that comparison, uh, not quite just as of yet, but Joe Burrow is obviously a fresh face. Uh, you know, a new team on the scene, so he's been getting a lot of the publicity. So, yeah, I, I think to your point, that's actually very good rationale if you like the Cincinnati Bengals and thinking that he's going to win MVP. Now, I didn't necessarily do that for my hedge right. on my Ram Super Bowl future. I just went ahead and what I inevitably tried to do is I actually tried to do what I call a hedge middle, Dave. I didn't go ahead and take the money line. The money line is the easiest way, by right. the way, if you have a Ram Super Bowl future and you want to guarantee to lock in profit, but I'm getting a little crazy with the cheese whiz here, and I took the four and a half on the Bengals, not because I necessarily am married to that side, it just makes sense. If you think this is going to be a competitive game, Rams by one, Rams by two, Rams by three, Rams by four, you know, either way, I'm going to at least make money out of the deal, so why not try to middle it?
0: I'm I'm rooting for
1: you, because I got some tickets for the Bengals as well.
0: When we come back, it's the double J, Jeff Jarrett. We don't play favorites. He's one of Wes and I's favorites right here, betting across America on vSIN, the Sports Betting Network.
1: This is Betting Across America on vSIN, the
0: Sports Betting Network. You know that VEASAN is the best place to get all the betting insights for the big game, and there's still time to sign up to get our free big game betting guide. This digital guide gives you trends, strategies, props to watch, and tips from all of our experts. Visit VEASAN.com slash Super Bowl to get your free guide and get ready for the biggest football betting action of the year. That could actually be an understatement. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. is at Mandalay Bay. I am here at Circus Sportsbook. You know, Wes, I don't know how else to describe it, but, you know, again, we do not play favorites. But we love having Double J, Jeff Jarrett. But I can't do the intro justice. Only you, sir, can do it. Who do we have on now?
1: Well, we do have a WWE Hall of Famer, okay. a former WCW World Champion, an NWA World Champion. We could go the whole segment listing the titles this man has won, and also the founder of Impact Wrestling. Woo. He was at Game Changer Wrestling a few weeks ago, where he debuted a new monitor moniker. Dave, he was introduced as the Last Outlaw the last before outlaw. he struck Effie about the head with a guitar Sorry, and gave Effie. him the stroke and got the one, two, three in New York City in the Hammerstein Ballroom. Also going to to be representing the Crockett Cup as an ambassador for the NWA and uh, I grew up watching uh, that type of wrestling when I was little so the Crockett Cup is very famous so we have the chosen one we have the king of the mountain we have the last outlaw we have double j Woo! Jeff Jarrett on the air with us now choke all that, last
0: night. Now we got it all in. <laughs> Jeff, it's great to have you back. Uh, man, I, look, we've enjoyed, really enjoyed having you on all football season long. we got to get your thoughts on the big game here because, again, all of our experts that we've had on, not just today but throughout the week, it feels like it's split, right? And I know you're a Tennessee guy, so maybe there's some bias against the Bengals for what happened there with the Titans. But how do you break down this Bengals-Rams matchup?
3: Bias. Now, Look, I'm a professional wrestler. Do you think I would ever have any bias in any kind of thing? No. Especially since my tight my got robbed and we ran, couldn't get a freaking one yard and went three plays up the gut. But I'm not, I'm over that, guys. As you can tell, I'm completely over that. But going, I can't believe we're at the end of the year. It's really crazy. You know, the next thing we'll be looking forward to is the draft and with John Robertson and, and the, uh, I'm a little upset on the intro that you didn't also say, uh, the coach of the year, Woo, Mike Vrabel. Uh, how about that? How about that guy? Hey, we called uh, that one, Jeff. Started.
0: We called that one right yeah, here. Yeah. Wes and I were promoting, uh, Mike Vrabel to get that one. Wow. Cause, cause quite frankly, Jeff, he deserved it for it, for what he did with that team this year to get them into the number one seed in the AFC. I think it was well-deserved.
3: And John Robinson gets a uh, uh, honorable mention because without getting all those players, but look, this is a Super Bowl segment, so I'll I'll, I'll, (laughs) I'll keep my head on straight today. But uh, yeah, and and and, and to get into the awards, Aaron Rodgers, great player. They missed on that, man. He is not the MVP. But so we'll come back to that if you guys want to. But the big game, I cannot believe we're at the end of the year. We're going to be talking about the draft and all that kind of stuff. So we've got one last show. But I just, big game experience. And I say all that with the, the players, the, 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 the veterans, the, the establishment, the, you know, everybody says, oh, it's not a home game for the Rams. The hell it isn't. It is a home game. <laughs> they're pro athletes. They're going to come in there and, you know, look, the Bengals are traveling across country and all that goes with it, but they should be able to arise to the occasion because they're pro, that ain't going to happen. And when you take off the number one uh, receiver with Jalen Ramsey, So Burrow immediately has to go to number two and to to number three. And I heard earlier this week about, Oh, Burrow, this and Burrow, that he can shift in the pocket. He's not going to be able to do it. It's going to be a completely up-tempo Burrow is going to be out of his sorts and they're going to shut him down. If the Cleveland Browns can shut down uh, Burrow, I assure you Sunday, the Rams are going to shut him down. So with that being said, And Stafford, if Stafford can take a Detroit team to the playoffs and have, uh, I mean, a pretty good run over the years, I've said it a couple of times on a couple of different shows. I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking the Rams all the way with a double digit victory.
1: Wow. Well, and to Jeff's point, Dave, uh, you, you have not seen the Cincinnati Bengals play a lot of elite defenses, and he talked about the Cleveland Browns, who I believe number 11 in total defense did shut down the Cincinnati Bengals. So you have a Rams bunch, by the way, top five in pretty much all the metrics, uh, pass rush rate, mm-hmm. sacks rushing defense, passing defense, that this is a step up in class for Cincinnati. So I can't necessarily disagree with Jeff's logic, but Jeff, I want to cycle back to something that you mentioned briefly there about, you know, Mike Vrabel winning coach of the air and Aaron Rodgers did win the MVP. It came out a couple weeks ago that you are officially the Pied Piper of Nashville because you moved there and now everybody and their brother is wanting to move there. <laughs> everybody wants to live around Nashville, Tennessee. And now Aaron Rodgers uh-huh. reportedly buying some land down there in Franklin, just outside of Nashville. Is there a possibility we see him in Titans gear next year? Do you think Jeff?
3: Now, look, you guys know that I'm not only a, a, a you know, a 35 year wrestling, but I'm also a, a promoter. So you have to sort of use psychology. I'm trying to piss off Aaron Rodgers so bad that he'll come to Nashville. <laughs> look me up and then we'll sign him. Cause I'm going to, he'll get a guitar shot or he's not leaving Nashville. But yes. Uh, that That is the word, and I just kind of think the pieces of the puzzle when you look at Denver and Nashville, uh, I'd love to sort of throw it back to you guys. I'm sure you probably talked about that. But I see – is it delusional thinking that it's a good fit for, for a Ride? I mean – We've got King Henry, and that takes uh, uh, to me a tremendous amount of pressure off anybody who lines up behind center. I, I, and And a ride comes in. I just, I, I think it's a good fit. But we're here to talk about the big game. But uh, they missed on the MVP. I, I, I just. Oh no, I don't see it.
0: Uh, I mean, Jeff, you're you're right on. You can go anywhere you want to go with this as we talk. Obviously, Super Bowl, and again, all those awards just came out. You follow him on Twitter as we do at Real Jeff Jarrett. Jeff, let's talk about that very quickly because if you think they missed. On Aaron Rodgers for MVP, who, sir, in your rightful opinion, should it have been?
3: I think it's real simple, and you guys may hate me for this. Take Tom Brady off the Buccaneers, and where, what, what, how, what would their record have been this year?
0: Mm. Yep.
3: Okay. No that, argument for that, me. That's one. That, that's one option. The next option, and this pains me incredibly bad to even say, take Joe Burrow off the Bengals. Whoa. Would you take them off? Take him off the Bengals? Are they five hundred?
0: No, I don't think they are, Wes. Hey.
3: No, I, not I mean, no, I, not at I, all. I, 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 I mean, I think it's actually a, 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 a legitimate, logical conversation we're having. You take Burrow off the Bengals, and look, championship teams—they always get lucky breaks. But you take Burrow off the Bengals. I just don't think they're remotely uh, in, in the conversation of a playoff team. I think they're struggling, and I just think that they would have lost because all of their wins this year, they won a lot of close games. And I just think that hats off to Burrow as much as I hate to say it, but tip of the cat to momentum and, and just sort of the, the, the gamer and the gamemanship of, of the, the wave that they're riding. But for them to come into Nashville and then go to Kansas City, you just don't do that without Burrow. You don't do that with a guy who has incredible confidence. And so that's why I just think there were several, several, I mean, we could probably come up with one or two more, but I think you take Brady off because if you're talking about valuable, Brady is uber valuable mm-hmm. to the Bucs and Burrow is super valuable to the Bengals. So I'll get off my soapbox <laughs> and, and get back on <laughs>
1: Oh, God. Nobody that's can cut a promo fan. like Jeff Jarrett, you know, like, as you can hear, Dave.
0: No, absolutely. And, and Jeff, look, that's totally fair. And Wes and I have had those conversations before about MVP, and it really is in the eye of the beholder. So I'm not necessarily against it with Joey B, because, again, I don't think they're in this position to be in the Super Bowl uh, if it's not for his leadership in a second year and really lost his first year to that knee injury. It's rather amazing to see what he's done. Very quickly here, we got a couple minutes left with the real Jeff Jarrett on Twitter. Jeff, if any of these guys that you see for the Rams or the Bengals could transition to do what you did for 35 years and continue to do, who do you think would make the best wrestler out of either the Bengals or the Rams? Oh, man.
3: That's a good one. Jalen Ramsey, man. You know, and and, and look, he's got national ties and everything to go with that, but he has got such a swagger about him. I think he wins most of his plays. On his, uh, you know, I don't want to call it arrogance, but I think a great DB and a great receiver, you've got to have, I'll call it a screw loose. Uh, that's what they call it in our business. you got to have a little bit of a screw loose and say, okay, I'm going to take uh, a 20 minute pounding every night for 25 years. Okay, sign me up to this. That doesn't really make logical sense, but no, Jalen Ramsey, when he lines up, he, he wins the, 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 the mental part of the game. Down after down after down because he's, I think he's just supremely confident. And he also has that, you know, you got to have dexterity in what we do. And I won't get into that, but I think Jalen can talk some trash. I think he's got a swagger about him. And I'm sure he can come up with his own moniker if he doesn't already have one, a persona. So uh, I'll
0: go with Jalen. I, I think, Wes, we need to cut this and send it to Jalen, and maybe he'll see it after the Super Bowl and see if we can get a little crossover <laughs> there with Jalen and the real well, Jeff Jarrett. There have, been, there have been
1: a lot of NFL players That's that have right. wrestled for Jeff back in his promoter days, uh, D'Angelo Williams, Pac-Man Jones. So he knows how to make a star out of NFL guys. So I wouldn't bet against Jalen Ramsey in that regard.
3: And I've said this many times. The strongest human being that I've ever been in the ring with
1: is Mongo McMichael.
3: He throws around offensive linemen, but like, you know, that was against the offensive lineman's will. He tossed me around, but Mongo's the strongest guy. So uh, football players got a whole different class of strength. So I know we're getting to wrap up music. So <laughs> I appreciate you guys having me on.
0: Hey, have a great Super Bowl view Thank and you, Jeff. Jeff. Again, follow him on Twitter and My World with Jeff Jarrett podcast. Come on back. It's Visa, the sports betting network. This is betting across America on VCN, the sports betting network. For a huge score during the big game with BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app or place a $10 money-on wager on Pro Football's final game. If either team scores a touchdown, you're going to win $200 in free bets regardless of your wager's outcome. Just use the most code SB200 when you make your very first wager. You're also going to earn BetMGM rewards points that you can redeem for room nights and dining at MGM resorts nationwide only at BetMGM. Eligible restrictions do apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older to wager. New customer offer all all promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued is now withdrawable. Free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1 800 Gambler. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi or Nevada. Dave Ross alongside Wes Reynolds. He is at Mandalay Bay. I am here at Circus Sportsbook in Las Vegas as we get ready. 24 hours away. Cannot wait. Super Bowl 56 between the Bengals and the Rams. And again, having Jeff Jarrett on, is it's always entertaining. We've had so much fun throughout this football season. And he mentioned Jalen Ramsey would make one hell of a wrestler if he was a crossover mm-hmm. less. Now, Jalen Ramsey had some very interesting things to say. And of course, he is, to Jeff's point, very, very confident in what he thinks he can get accomplished here in Super Sunday. Let's take a listen from number five of the Rams.
2: I always welcome uh, new challenges and new opportunities to go against guys who have uh, done really well in the league. Uh, even though he's only been in the league one year, he's done really well. He's uh he's had record breaking numbers for their franchise. Him and his quarterback have a great uh, chemistry, great connection. So I'm excited for the opportunity.
0: So there it is from Jalen Ramsey. And what's interesting to me about that is if you know Jalen Ramsey's history at all, going back to his Jacksonville mm-hmm. Jaguars days, right, where they got all the way to the AFC title game, he is not shy, Wes, about telling you which quarterbacks he thinks suck. Which receivers right. he thinks are overrated? Like he, that's not couching things. If Jalen Ramsey says, "Look, I look forward to the opportunity of shutting down," uh, you know, Jamar Chase, he really kind of respects him in that regard. Because if he doesn't think you're any good, Wes, he'll flat out tell you. Mm-hmm.
1: And Jalen Ramsey, by the way, is going to have to be on his game because his cohorts in that Rams secondary, I was just looking up some numbers, Dave, his cohorts in the secondary, he's got to kind of protect a little bit because we know of what we've seen with Joe Burrow, Mm -hmm. that he shreds the blitz. He is number one in the NFL in terms of yards per attempt. That's 11.2 yards per attempt when the defense sends extra rushers. So it's going to be interesting to see how I think the Rams attack in terms of defensively, where they may rely on that defensive line to just beat that Bengals offensive line because much has been made of that matchup. That's one of the biggest games within the game, if you will. Can that Bengals offensive line, and, and Moose Johnston addressed it earlier, that's, right. that's still very much a work in progress against a number one pass rush rate in the Rams, but back to Ramsey, if you look at the coverage grade, you know, Jalen Ramsey can talk about it, but he can also be about it, too, because he is number one in the NFL in terms of covered grades. I believe this is from Pro Football Focus. Number one out of 118 defensive backs that are regular starters in this league. You look at his cohorts in that secondary. Cornerback David Long, 68th out of 118. Taylor at safety, 64 out of 95 safeties. Hey. Nick Scott, 65 out of 95 safeties. Darius Williams, eighty out of 118, these are pro football focus uh, pass coverage grades. So what I think you're probably going to see the Rams to do and really maybe their best course of action defensively with Raheem Morris as the defensive coordinator is have your front four get home. That's right. And that's what you're going to need. You're going to need Aaron Donald and Vaughn Miller to get home because you don't want to send extra rushers, so you're going to want to play cover four, if anything, to protect those other members of the Rams secondary, not named Jalen Ramsey, and, you know, be able to protect them a little bit and just play coverage underneath. You know, if he, if he dinks and, and dunks and nickel-dimes you underneath, okay, we will live with that. But we don't want to send, you know, extra rushers where it's one-on-one And we know that Joe Burrow can find a chase or can find a T Higgins deep down the field, either on the sideline or over the middle. So, you know, Jalen Ramsey has talked the talk and walked the walk, and he's going to have to do it one more time tomorrow afternoon.
0: No doubt about it. And Wes, you know, you go back for me, at least memory lane, a little bit covering the NFL draft back when it was held in Chicago, when Jalen Ramsey was coming out of Florida state. And I I was sitting there with two time Super Bowl champion, Brian McFadden, we were sitting next to each other. And the Cowboys were on the clock there with the fourth overall pick and, you know, Jared Goff goes, and we get to that four spot, and I'm saying, please say Jalen Ramsey. Please say Jalen Ramsey. They said Ezekiel Elliott. Of course, Jacksonville at five, then goes ahead and gets Jalen Ramsey. I understand what the Rams did by going all in. And when he was up and he was disgruntled at Jacksonville and wanted out, it made perfect sense to me For to the point where you just mentioned the grades of how Jalen Ramsey grades out. People don't throw his way, Wes. They just look the other way. Right. And I think that's why you've seen the Jamar Chase prop – Come down, as we noted mm-hmm. here earlier in the program. So, if you want to look at some of those Bengal receiving props with the other names and the grades you just gave out, it does it. Is it smarter to avoid Jamar Chase if Ramsey's looking forward to potentially locking him down to look to a boy, to look to a T. Higgins, and say, you know what, I'm not going to roll the dice with going up against number five, monoy Mono. Does it make more sense yeah. than to look the other way?
1: Yeah, I think absolutely right, because if you're going to think that Ramsey is going to be shadowing Jamar Chase and not going to be kind of moving around, we know some games he moves around a little bit. He's not exclusively locked on the opponent's number one receiver, but I think he's going to have to be a little bit here, because do you want to take your chances with Long or with Williams in terms of guarding or covering Jamar Chase? I don't think that you do. So that's why you've seen, and now I'm seeing Tyler Boyd up to 41 and a half, I think this open 39 and a half a a couple days after the Super Bowl when you first started to see player props leaking out and getting put into the market. You've also seen T Higgins get support. So it's like you've got Higgins and Boyd working with against, at best, middle of the pack corners, and then safeties that are kind of on the lower half of of the league in in terms of, you know, going over for some help uh, over the middle. And if those guys are going to be late on the help, Jalen Ramsey can handle it, perhaps one-on-one, but these other guys cannot.
0: No question. And again, you know, historically here, it does happen where DBs win the MVP of the Super Bowl. You can go back to Dexter Jackson, certainly Larry Brown. For Cowboy fans like myself, we remember that one very well in 1995. The, pro- <laughs> the problem with Larry Brown – excuse me, with uh, with Jalen Ramsey here getting this MVP, do they throw his way? Because, again, they threw right. at Larry Brown because Neil O'Donnell and the Steelers back in the day and Bill Cowher thought he was the weak link. That's why they attacked him, right? Right.
1: And I was laughing about that, by the way, from that old Married with Children episode where Larry Brown uh, was a, a cameo appearance on there. And Ed O'Neill, who played, of course, the legendary Al Bundy character, goes, yeah, but you know that bum O'Donnell threw him right to you. And he did. And he leans into him and goes, hey, I know that and you know that. But the Raiders who signed Larry Brown to this massive oh contract and Disneyland don't know that.
0: No, and it did not work out very well. So, again, you know, you can understand why maybe even Eli Apple could be better value for a long shot MVP if you want to go DBs because they're going to throw at him. He's going to have mm-hmm. opportunity to make plays, right? Against Odell mm-hmm. Beckham Jr. I just wonder for the people that are backing Jalen Ramsey for MVP for a defensive player if your money might be better suited to go to a a D lineman, like an Aaron Donald where really he can can get three sacks, right?
1: You wonder if this is going to be like the champ Bailey syndrome, because whenever they look at a DB, they're like, well, he doesn't have a lot of interceptions. It's like, well, cause they don't throw a champ Bailey or they don't throw a Charles Woodson because they are that good at what they do. And both uh, have the hall of fame bus and can't to certainly prove it. So, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they get chased the ball and they're going to try to get him the they ball, are. obviously. I don't think it's not going to be like, oh, Jalen Ramsey's covering him, so we're not going to throw to him. But you might see a lot of bubble screens. You might see a lot of short and intermediate routes that might not necessarily be deep balls or get him involved like on a reverse in terms of an of it, of an inside handoff. Chase goes in motion, takes the handoff, and it's like, hey, let's get him the ball in space. So I could certainly see that and that's one of the reasons also he might throw the football because it's like, okay, we know he's going to get an inside handoff, so we're going to have something set up down the field where these guys, these Rams, DBs, and secondary are going to bite – and we can have another guy. We can have chase like throw a ball for a pass or something like that. So that's one of those props I usually like to play, and I did play for this Super Bowl the over two and a half passing passing attempts Ooh. or over two and a half players rather to make a passing attempt. We obviously know we're going to get two Stafford and Burrow. That's right. Are you going to get a fake punt? Are you going to get somebody Johnny like Hacker. Chase in that's motion? Right. Exactly. So you know I could definitely see that. So I played the over two and a half at plus one seventy. I still think there's like 160 out there, but I play that most years. It doesn't always get there, but I certainly think it makes sense for tomorrow.
0: I think you're right on. It's a great value play out there. Very quickly here, the misnomer is, right, they say, well, Deion Sanders, you could run at him because he didn't like to tackle. Deion did not like to tackle. Mm-hmm. He's still the best corner I've ever seen. Jalen Ramsey can tackle, Like, there, there's no yes. weakness to his game, Wes, right? I know that people think, oh, he's a corner. He must be soft. No, there's nothing soft. No, he'll stick you. He will stick you. There's nothing soft about Jalen Ramsey. So again, you want to run his way? Good luck but you probably don't want to throw his way. And that's why maybe for me, Aaron Donald at 16-1 is a better value play than Jalen Ramsey for MVP. Wes, I know when we come back, we cannot wait to talk to the former head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, Chuck Pagano, and a legendary defensive mind is going to join us with his thoughts on Super Sunday. So come on back. We got you covered right here. Betting Across America on VEASAN, the sports betting network.